Hello, listeners, and welcome to Sonic Shuffle, a random and holistic lore podcast. I am the student, Morgan. I'm the teacher, Dan. And Dan, what do you have today for me? All right, so last week we rolled Sonic Boom, and that's what we're going to be discussing today. I, I figure we'll start with talking about Boom as a whole, then we'll talk about uh, like stuff in Boom, just general stuff about the characters, then we'll talk about the development of Boom, which I quickly researched. Uh, credit to uh, Matt McMuscles for your What Happened video on on uh, Sonic Boom Rise of Lyric. And then we're just going to go over the first area of Sonic Boom Rise of Lyric. Okay. Cool. I uh, This one is, I think... The first one where I like sort of know it because um, I have a past of watching, I mean, not the show. So I don't actually know, like, I know of it, I guess. And I watched, like, people play it, you know. I used to be into... uh, Gabe Grubbs and they played it so (laughs) but I don't actually remember anything about the plot so still definitely the student here alright for the actual like gameplay stuff I have decided to use a let's play by ClementJ64 on YouTube credit to ClementJ64 who uh, mutes himself during the cutscene, so it's easier for me to tell what's actually happening. Uh, so, Boom as a whole. So, Boom was a sort of effort to make a, not quite full reboot, but pseudo-reboot of Sonic. It would, it was to come out alongside the main series. The idea was that Sega would release one boom game and then one regular game and it would alternate. Didn't quite turn out that way, but we still got boom as a concept. Boom Sonic is very, it's, it's a sort of reimagining of Sonic. It, it revolves around the adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog and his friends, Tails, uh, Amy Rose, Knuckles the Echidna, and Six of Badger and Dr. Eggman, and just all the shit they get into. Uh, there were three games released. I, I know they are Sonic Boom Rise of Lyric and two 3DS titles, or Sonic Boom Rise of Lyric was for the Wii U, and two 3DS titles, Fire and Ice and Shattered Crystal. Oh, I knew there were two games. I didn't realize they... Huh. Yeah. Um, there was also a comic series by Archie. Had the same staff working on the Archie comics at the time. So writing by Ian Flynn, artists by the likes of Yardley and Evan Stanley and John Gray and whatnot. Some things about, like, boom. Like, the games are more of a sort of general adventure story. 
But the comics and the cartoon tell a very different story. These, the comics and the cartoon are much more uh, comedy-based. They're, I would, I think Sonic Boom can best be described as a children's sitcom. Hmm. Yeah. So, in that, I figure I might as well describe, like, the main characters. We've got uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. He... Oh, I should also go over their, like, redesigns while I'm going over them, because they're quite noticeable. Uh, so... Some more than others. I'm going to include a picture of the Sonic Boom cast... Uh, in the show notes as a form of referral and uh so here we go this one has all of them in the same picture so i'm just gonna post that in the discord and that i'm going to post it in the show notes so you can uh look at it yourselves so our first character is sonic the hedgehog <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog is, he's a sort of lazy, sort of, he's both adventurous and lazy. He goes on his, like, adventure stuff, he fights Eggman, but generally speaking, he's a pretty chill and relaxed guy who doesn't like to do anything if it's not going to entertain him. He also features some distinct redesigns. Uh, he's covered in boxing tape, is all over his, like, shoes and gloves. He's got a brown bandana, a sort of like communicator wrist, and a lot of people really got way, a lot of people care way too much about this. He has blue arms. Who cares about that? I'm sorry, but like, I would not have noticed he didn't have blue arms before now. I'm going to give a hot take here. The blue arms is a better look for him. Yeah, what was it before? They were just white, right? Or, yeah, they were just sort of tan. Or, yeah, they were the, like the same kind of color as like his his mouth. I think the blue makes more sense. Like, yeah. because if he's covered in like, I mean, yeah, if he's covered in blue fur, like, why would his arms be shaven? Or like, even if it's like a tan fur like his mouth it just seemed i don't know it seems weird like it's definitely not something i would have noticed because i'm not you know sonic like i'm learning about sonic because i didn't know about sonic you know anyway are his legs really long or is that just like always the case because like i know he has run-in legs but like they seem long in this picture Comparing all three of them, it does seem like the Boom characters have a bit longer limbs than their pre than their mo than the modern continuity incarnation. Uh, not by a huge degree, but enough to notice if you compare them side by side. Mm -hmm. uh, next uh, is Miles Tails Prower. Tails is. Uh, as always, a sort of uh, genius inventor kid. He's got a lot of gadgets. He does stuff with that. Uh, his redesign also has boxing tape on his shoes. 
And he has a pair of goggles, sort of like to show that he's an engineer. I like that. I love the goggles. Big fan. I uh, grew up with, you know, Digimon. So the protagonist head goggles are a good aesthetic, even though I guess he's more because he's a gadget boy than a protagonist boy, but whatever. Very steampunk. Yeah. Um, next, let, uh, let's go with uh, Amy Rose. Amy Rose is... Amy Rose was sort of reimagined in this incarnation to be a bit less like... I would say she, her personality is still girl, but not as like... <laughs> it's not has a crush on Sonic Girl. It's She's sort of your standard uh, Lisa Simpson girl type. I prefer that though. Like, yeah. Uh, like I said before, Sonic. Sonic doesn't need romance. He's fine. Amy's also been redesigned with like a new dress, leggings, a pair of shorts. Uh, it's it's a nice look. It does seem like the women characters still wear more clothes. Oh yeah, that's just a constant. I. I think, I do genuinely wonder if, like, Sega has a rule about that. Yeah. Just make them all wear clothes. I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, Let's now go for Knuckles the Echidna. He's the most jarringly different in terms of both design and personality. That's for sure. As you have probably heard... As you will see in the reference image, he is bigger and buffer. He is a himbo now. He yeah. went from twink to himbo. Yeah. He was kind of a grumpy, like, twinky man. And now he's just like, isn't he kind of dumb? Like, yeah. Yeah. It, he is. He's, yeah, he's like pure himbo. Very dumb. Pure himbo. He's also got the boxing tape. Uh, uh, I think he's the only other one with boxing tape, though. And he's got... His personality is, yeah, big, dumb guy. Uh, it gets played up a lot in the cartoon. Like, there are... Mo I would say that cartoon Boom Knuckles is basically Charlie Kelly. Oh my god. <laughs> that sounds incredible, actually. Yeah. There's straight-up jokes about him being illiterate. Uh, oh, no. That's less funny, but I do yeah. like... I would have loved that shit as a kid, though. Yeah. Also, I would have... Like, a couple years... If I had gotten into the show, I would have been like, oh, Knuckles has ADHD, obviously. Because <laughs> that's what I do. I make characters ha <laughs> have the things that I deal with. Oh, big mood. Um, <laughs> so, while we're yeah. going off the more protagonisty characters, let's uh, go with Styx the Badger. Styx the Badger is a Boom exclusive character. She looks kind of like the Hedgehogs do, I have to say. Yeah. Uh, there's another character who's in the Sonic Rush games called uh, Marine the Raccoon that some people compared her to. 
she her thing is that like she's a scavenger who lives out in the wilderness and she's like paranoid of the she's like very paranoid and afraid of the government a very sort of like cartoon conspiracy theorist sort of way oh is that why is she like off the grid so that's why she kind of lives in the middle of nowhere or whatever yeah man interesting interesting choice it's she's a very odd and interesting character i i would say she in a sense exemplifies the sort of goofy cartoonier writing of the boom universe and of course we've got Dr. Eggman. This reference picture doesn't really give a good look of what he looks like, so I'm also going to post a proper like work in progress reference image of him to get a full view of him. Posting it in the chat now and you can see it in the show notes. He is tied down in the original picture. Yeah. Uh, I just went for something the first thing I saw that had all the characters on it. Oh wow, he's like less he's less like round at least like visual like they sh- at least like with whatever like the clothes he's wearing maybe are making him less round than I've seen, which is interesting since the whole show is more cartoony. They decided to go with like a slightly more realistic look to him. I mean, like not completely, but it's very interesting. It's not a bad look at all yeah. though. It's it's a very aviator-looking sort of look. Yes, yes. Or um, some kind of admiral, almost. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's like the pants and shirt, or the pants and coat thing making me think that. Some things about him, he's an evil genius. He runs a corporation called Eggman Industries uh, that just makes, like, inventions and stuff. Uh, he... I assume he's rich. I don't know. He lives in, like, a big fortress on, like, the top of a mountain. He's sort of, like... Oftentimes, he's sort of like a cartoon evil dude. He's either rich or he stole it. What's the difference? (laughs) Am I right? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) There's a very good, like, screen cap of the comics... Of him, he's just... That sort of shows the sort of character he is. Where, in one panel, he is swearing to get revenge on Sonic for his actions. And then, in the next panel, he gets distracted because uh, the muffins he was baking are done. Big mood. Uh, yeah. He's a, he's a really fun character. Mike Pollock does a great job hamming it up as him. I like him. And, of course, there's Orbot and Cubot, and I'm just going to say they're more or less the same in this as they are in anything, any sort of modern Sonic cartoon or show or game or whatever. Uh, Orbot, who is the red one, who's shaped like an orb, has, is sort of like the, is sort of the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Lick booty assistant. <laughs> Lick booty instead of boot licker. That's what I meant to say. Lick booty. He does love to lick. Okay, we're done. I'm done. (laughs) Yeah, he's a sort of boot licky assistant. 
And then there's Cubot, who is shaped like a cube and is sort of like he has a weird cartoony voice and he's really silly and dumb. Uh, it's it's. I feel like that's always the case, you know, like the the two robots. One of them has to be like the the smart one. One of them has to be like the dumb goofball, you know. It's like the panic and pain, you know. But yeah, that's sort of the core cast of Sonic Boom. And now I guess I'm going to go into the story of Sonic Boom's Rise of, Rise of Lyrics development. Sonic Boom Rise of Lyric. It was made by Big Red Button, a company that was founded by Naughty Dog veteran Bob Raphael and Luxoflux veteran Jeff Lander. Uh, Bob Raphael had a lot of experience with Crash Bandicoot, Jack and Daxter, uh, uh, some other stuff I'm not remembering right now. Knuckles is a little bandicoot looking. Yeah. I have to say. Uh, Sega decided to work with them on Sonic Boom, the which was supposed to be a Western-focused reboot of Sonic. I already told you this stuff. Boom was to focus more on exploration and combat, as opposed to the more speed-focused main games. There are two games in development. Sonic... These are both tentative titles, but one was Sonic Origins... Uh, going to be Sonic's origin story, and Sonic Synergy, which would have been a teamwork-focused game where he hung out with his friends. These were to like, come out... What? Like a Heroes kind of Yeah, yeah. Sort of. It would have been a... It would have been like a four-player co-op thing. Oh. Uh, and they were to go for the PS4... The X-Bone. Maybe PC, I'm not sure. The development went pretty smoothly at first until... Uh, Sonic Team designer, director, producer Takeshi Azuka demanded this enormous list of changes to the game, as Sega often does, so... That's so annoying. Yeah. Yeah, Sega just is very particular about Sonic, how Sonic is handled most of the time. Because of this, pretty much all of the lore and world-building they were going to establish in Origins was flushed down the toilet, and said origin game would never be, come to be. That's uh, too bad. Yeah. And then, then like I said, uh, they started working on the cartoon, and they wanted to, to be more like the cartoon. And then Sega changed the game release plans to be a Nintendo exclusive with one game on the Wii U and two games on the 3DS, which... No yeah. one fucking owned the Wii U. <laughs> mm -hmm. And if the first game is on the Wii U, as it sounds like it was, like, yeah. that makes... Yeah, no, that was... a. Not the best decision. The 3DS super popular, but like making the first game on the Wii U was, yeah, no. Yeah, and I should note that one of the handhelds was set to release at the same time as the Wii U game. Oh, and, and so what ensued was months of crunch, 
with uh... months with lots of content being cut or modified to function on the Wii U, leading to a Frankensteinian mess of a game. 50 people were laid off to cut costs. Oh my god. And in the end, Sonic Boom Rise of Lyric proved to be the worst-selling Sonic game of all time. Really? Yeah. (sighs) That's... Damn. (laughs) That's rough. It also seemed kind of like... From what I know about it, like, a pretty glitchy mess. Like, obviously not, you know, (laughs) Sonic has a lot of those. But, still, for how, like, it's like, when was it made? Like, not that long ago, right? Like, I mean, I guess the Wii U was a while ago at this point, but... It, I remember, it came out around 2014 holiday of 2014 i think or early 2015 or i'm not or was it late 2013 hang on i should actually look this up oh i mean it's not like the most important i was just like it had a lot of weird issues for it being like a game Made well into the... There we go. It was made in... uh, It was released on November 11th, 2014. Mm. And it was... Also part of it was... It was going to be made on the CryEngine. Or it was made on the CryEngine, which was not compatible with the Wii U. And so they had to do a lot of shit to get that to work on the Wii U. What the fuck? Okay. So, was it like a last minute call to make it a Wii U exclusive? Yes. That's very strange. Uh, It seems like Sega is trying to move to being a Nintendo kind of thing. Am I wrong in saying that? I might be. I don't know about the newer games, but... well. I know because like uh, Forces, which was the next game to come out, was originally released on PC, PS4. Uh, it was no. an all consoles game. Uh, uh-huh. And I I guess they had a deal worked out with Nintendo or something. Yeah, I was like, why was this decision? Just... Very strange. I should note that... Hmm, I I need to make sure... Is Big Bread Button still around? Not enough people got to see Knuckles' buff arms. Because no one owned the Wii U. Hmm. If, if you owned a Wii U, uh, message our Twitter and tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. Please do. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it. So yeah, uh, Big Red Button is still around. They're they're now working on VR stuff and mobile stuff. They had a decently mm-hmm. successful game called Arc Slinger. I've um, never heard of it. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's it's probably fine. That's that is the story of the development of. 
of Sonic Boom Rise of Lyric. And now we're going to get into the actual story, the in-game story of Sonic Boom Rise of Lyric. The episode, or sorry, the game opens with an in- This is, wait a minute. This is the first episode we're doing on an actual game. Huh. Well, it's funny because it's a game and a show. But yeah, I mean, a franchise that started and is primarily games, we have not done any games. <laughs> and of course, it's like kind of the black sheep of the series, I feel like. Yeah. The game opens with a sort of in-media's respite where Sonic gets shot by a bunch of robots and crushed under rubble as his friends look on in horror. Then it cuts, it cuts to the day before, where Sonic and friends are chasing after Eggman, and Sonic tells Knuckles to go left, and Knuckles has to do the L-hand thing to figure that out. God, huge mood! Mm. Then the game goes into a speed section, which is one of very few across this whole game. Uh, Eggman gets Metal Sonic in on the chase. He... Sonic and Tails have to split off from Knuckles and Amy. Uh, Eggman blows up the track that Sonic and Tails are running on. And then he makes them fight a bunch of robots he dug up. Then it goes into a combat section. Uh, this is... Combat is very rare and often unprecedented in a Sonic game. Uh, this is one of the few games to really get into it. No guns, though. <laughs> no Shadow Actually, the Hedgehog. Is it? I think Tails has, like, a cartoon sci-fi gun. Oh, hell yes. Yeah. They beat up robots. Then they go around exploring this forest that they're in. They see, like, a big statue with a ring on it. And they decide to go check it out. And from this point on, Sonic is running at a sort of casual jog. This is... Uh, uh, speed sections are not super common in this game. They reunite with Knuckles and Amy, and they get to where the big statue was, and it's a ancient temple. There's like a big handprint that... Or a big spot for a handprint... Where, and, like, there's a bunch of carvings that look like Sonic and Tails. They get surrounded by more robots, and there's another combat section. After the combat section, uh, more robots show up with Metal Sonic. Sonic freaks out. He puts a hand on the handprint thing, and he and his friends go into the temple. Metal Sonic and Robotnik can't get in and as much as they want to. And a certain black and red hedgehog observed hmm. in the distance. Hmm. Hmm. Is it Sasuke the Hedgehog? Yeah, that's Sasuke Uchiha the Hedgehog. Uh. <laughs> uh. Sonic and Pals go through this puzzle platforming temple. It it serves to. As an introduction to the sort of abilities that Sonic and his friends can do. Sonic can do spin dashes and homing attacks. Tails can do like a hover that goes into a glide. He can't fly per se though. Rip. Amy can do uh, triple jumps. She can mantle things. Knuckles can climb on walls and ceilings. They 
go through the puzzle platforming temple. There's some things they see in there are statues that look like hedgehogs and echidnas. And there's also a big statue that looks more like a big snake with robot arms. Uh, after they go through the temple, they reach the snake statue, but then they get snealed in. And the statue stops being a statue and starts being an alive snake. Man. The snake recognizes Sonic, and he says he's been like this for a thousand years. To the best of my knowledge, this is never fully elaborated upon. He he just seems to recognize Sonic somehow. It's It's not... I wonder if that's something that was like, we're gonna sh- sh- figure this out in a later game or something. I think this might have been like one of the ideas they had that had to get axed by Sega. Maybe Sonic had like an ancestor or something, and Sega didn't said no, no relatives, not even ancient ancestors. No relatives. Then he uses. He uses these, like, energy rope things with, like, bits on them to tie up Sonic and Pals and leaves them with robots. Oh, I should also post a picture of uh, the snake guy who, for the sake of convenience, I will tell you is named Lyric. I looked him up because I was trying to figure out what he looked like. Um, And, yeah, I figured out his name. Oh, I was like, oh, that's the Lyric of the game. Yeah. He's just, like... Exactly what you said. Um, you know, he's a snake, but he has arms because he's kind of like the the upper part of his body is in like a like a robot suit, kind of it's like a red suit. It kind of reminds me of something from um, this is gonna be kind of a weird poll, uh, but uh, you know, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Did you ever? Yeah, I know that. <laughs> It kind of looks like uh, the electric teacher yeah. guy from that, but like small, like the head's smaller, of course. Um, so, and then he has like a grippy thing on his tail. So it's almost like he has three arms or something. Yeah. It says Lyric is last of the ancients or something. Hmm. Uh, he uses this energy ropey thing to tie up Sonic and Pals. He leaves. The gang start arguing because they blame Sonic for getting them into this whole mess. Tails breaks them out of the energy chain thing because he's a genius. They fight more robots, and then Tails uses, like, the shackle parts of these, like, broken energy rope thing that they were in to make energy beam bracelets, also known as Enerbeams. That made me laugh. Enter beam. The enter serve as like a lasso that lets them like grab and throw enemies, and as well as like ride on rails for like rail riding segments. Sort of like I I don't know off the top of my head, Bioshock Infinite, but it's not even like that. It's they're like he can ride on rails using these like energy beams. They have a rail riding thing, but don't have that much running. It's literally yeah. Sonic. It's even like the shittiest Sonic game, or like even like the fucking game where I mean, I, I there's like one where he like turns into a werehog or whatever the fuck. Even that one has running in it when he's not a fucking werehog. 
What the fuck? The gang are able to break out of the temple, and they chase after Lyric, and they ride on the rails for a bit. There's another speed section, but then, like, Lyric, then, like, there's, like, a huge, I don't know, avalanche, or, is that the word I'm looking for? Probably. Is it, like, snow avalanche, rock avalanche? Rock avalanche. So, yeah, like a rock slide? Yeah, a rock slide. Like, all these rocks start falling, and... The track they're running on breaks. One of the rocks flings the bit that they are standing on. And they end up flying into the next area. And that's it. How convenient. So that's it for this one. Uh, Also, sorry last episode took so long. We had a lot to talk about. We're 35 minutes in and think we can get to asks unless you have any other thoughts no no yeah i did not expect to have that many feelings about sonic underground i guess (laughs) or sonic boom for that matter um i guess my only last thought is um is the show gonna is the show after the game not sure I figured the way I'd structure this would be there isn't a whole lot of continuity in this series, so the way I figured I would start by talking about Rise of Lyric, then I would talk more about like characters and stuff, settings and stuff from the sh- established in the show, and then I would get into the other games. Or then I would get into Shattered Crystal. Then I would try to discuss uh, the comic stuff. Though there's only so much comic stuff I can really discuss because one of the things that happens in the comics is a big crossover event, and I don't want to get into that while until we get to that point in the main comics. Oh my gosh! And then I guess I would describe. I would talk about Fire and Ice. Okay. Huh. Well, maybe we'll get lucky and roll enough main comics to get to there. Um, I think I'm good then, yeah. Uh, I think we might only have, like, one question. Unless you had some. I... Okay, so... Let's see. We've got two questions in... Our Discord channel's Ask Zone. Uh, listeners, <laughs> if, listeners, if you would like to to send us questions and you don't wish to uh, respond to the Twitter or or you miss it or something, or you would like to, or you don't want to send it an email or what have you, you can go on our Discord if. The link isn't working, just DM one of us. You go on the Discord, you visit the Ask Zone, and you can type up a question for us to answer, and we will answer it. James the Cat Girl asks, Anyone want onion rings? Hell yeah. I always want onion rings. For some reason, I can just never get into onion rings myself. Like, I get the idea, but I just can never quite get it. Extremely Uh, valid. Uh, Bonnie asks, 
What Sonic thing you've learned has made you the most amazed and or confused so far? Uh, the fact that Sonic is from Nebraska. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anything currently can top uh, Sonic coming from Nebraska, being on a track team, then jo- becoming an assistant to a scientist, and then getting super speed, becoming super powered and all that. Yeah, and then also the fact that Eggman is literally part egg. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, amazing to me. I Ugh. I sent questions in a couple different places, and I actually did get another question on another Discord, which Ooh. I'm gonna read right now. I don't know about this one. Discord user Mecha Maestro asked, Debate, who is the more forgettable villain? Lyric, Infinite, or the Six from Lost World? Well, see, we haven't gotten to Lost World yet, and I don't know Lost World. I know that I've shown that I actually know a couple random games, um, so I'm not like a complete noob, but Lost World is completely unknown to me, pretty much. Uh, so Infinite is, like, one of the antagonists from Forces. He's, like, a sort of spooky, mysterious, edgy, glitchy guy, uh, voiced by the voice actor who plays Grimoire Weiss in the Nier, in the original Nier. Oh, interesting. And the six are, I, the six are these sort of monster things called the Zeti and they they have they all have like sort of one note personalities and powers. Oh they're the spaghetti? Is that what you said? The skeddy? Are they the are they a spaghetti monster? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, the they also Mecha Maestro also emphasizes they mean games only. Uh so the thing is, I would give more to the six because they're do the current arc in the IDW comics is making a lot of use of them. Uh, hmm. Infinite is they said games I, only. Yeah, I think Infinite is probably the most memorable of these three. Uh, but just because of like the his design and how entertaining he is. And also he has a really, really good theme song when you fight him. He does look cool. Like he looks edgy as hell, but like, I also would absolutely be into that when I was younger, for sure. There's a reason I listed like shadow as my favorite Sonic character in the discord. Yeah. I'm going to go with out of the three of these, maybe the six. If only because they mean games only. If they not, if they weren't, I would give it to Lyric, but I just... Well, actually, you know what? I'd say Lyric is the most forgettable because they don't use him in any other stuff. Whereas uh, one of the members of the Six, Zavok, has shown up in several Enforces and some side games because Lost World was the only mainline game to come out between generations and forces 
Huh. Huh. Uh, yeah. I think that's it for questions. Nice. Yeah, if you have more questions, uh, you can, like Dan said, our Discord, or the Twitter, which is Shuffle Sonic on Twitter. Nail us at, uh, at Sonic Shufflecast. I think that's it. It's, yeah, at so- Sonic Shufflecast at gmail.com if you want to send a long-form question. Uh, so why don't we roll for your next episode? Hell yeah. Uh, I have my D10 again, so I'm just going to go ahead and roll it now. Oh, it's a four. I just sort of dropped the die. I didn't do a full roll, but eh, who cares? Uh, so, number four. You put on some, uh, some Book of Ancient Secrets voice there. So, number four are the UK comics. Ooh. We're going to be talking about Sonic the Comic. Damn, we're going to be talking about Sonic Stand-Up Comedian Act? Hell yes. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Oh, man. Two fucking hedgehogs walk into a bar. Uh, I don't know where I'm going with that. I'll tell you the rest of the joke when we get to that next week. (laughs) So... Just a cliffhanger there. Yeah, I'm going to... For the UK comics, I actually need to do more research on them, but I will be opening with uh, Stay Sonic, which it, which was the United Kingdom's origin or introduction to Sonic as a character. Oh, so he's not going to be from Nebraska this time. He's going to be from, like... I don't know. Shire. Yeah, fucking... I don't know. But yeah, that's what we'll be doing next week. Uh, Why don't we take this to the close? Morg, where can we find you? You can find me at Haunting the Morg on Twitter. Uh, That's haunting like a ghost. The Morg. M-O-R-G. I'm Dan. You can find me at a lot of places. Uh, but to make it quick, uh, you can find me, you can find all those places on linktr.ee slash Mike underscore Dawson with a zero. And from there, you can find my Twitter. You can find about, out about Pot of Greed, the Yu-Gi-Oh podcast I'm on. You can find my art blog. You can find my Kofi where I take commissions. You can find at Xbox underscore holiday. Uh, I've also... Uh, since last week appeared on another episode of Stranger's Fiction, I think this time I w- this w- this newest one was a Costume Fairies Adventures episode. And also, I might start becoming a regular on there because uh, there are dis- there's discussion in the works of starting a more regular AP of Interstitial on there. Ooh. You can find us at uh, Shuffle Sonic at Twitter. You can find, you can email us at Sonic Shufflecast on Gmail. And you can find, yeah, that's where you can find us. That's it. And you can join our Discord, uh, which should be linked in the show notes. Uh, 
And as always, Sonic is real, strong, and my friend. Knuckles is my friend. (laughs) Alright, good night. Good night, everyone.